I'm Josh. I'm Gabriel. And welcome to Reading the Gospel. Today we are going to study the prologue of Luke. That is the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. And I'm reading from Lexham English Bible. Since many have attempted to compile an account concerning the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as those who were eyewitnesses and servants of the word from the beginning passed on to us, it seems best to me also, because I have followed all things carefully from the beginning, to write them down in orderly sequence for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty concerning the things about which you were taught. Okay, now we've talked about the prologue a little bit before and, and getting into this. Um, we're, the reason why we're spending time reading the gospel, spending time in this section, it, it's important to understand um, how the book of Luke was written. Luke was not the eyewitness to all these events. He was not one of the 12 disciples. Mm -hmm. um, but he's taking the accounts that he has gathered and he's writing these down. Um, this is really book one of two mm -hmm. uh, because it, it ties with Acts. Luke writes both these books. Compared to John that we discussed last time, John was an eyewitness, the longest living eyewitness of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Luke is not. He does research, as we call today uh, anthropological research, uh, biography interviews. He's doing all the work necessary to write a book and to settle well historically. Yeah. Yeah. And so we find um, this this process that he goes through is very deliberate, very mm -hmm. scholarly, mm -hmm. um, making sure, um, you know, when it comes to scholarly writing, you don't want third or fourth hand sources. You want to go to as close to the, the original source as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and so he goes to individuals or he gets uh, documents that were written by them mm -hmm. uh, to, to guide him. So based on verse 2, he has two sources, mm -hmm. those who are eyewitnesses and the servants or in other translations, the ministers of the word from the beginning. Those who preach the gospel from the beginning, yep. it is one source, and those who did not preach the gospel, but uh, they were um, part of those events. So what is the purpose of the book of Luke. Why is Luke writing? Because we, we already have other accounts. Yeah, in fact, uh, he says the last part of verse 4, things which you were taught. That means the gospel was preached. Mm -hmm. And we know that the gospel was preached right from the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. But the first part of verse 4 is very interesting. It says, the purpose is that you may know the certainty concerning these things. The reason why the book of Luke was written was so that Theophilus can have 
assurance mm-hmm. that what he's being told about Jesus is true. A strong conviction. A strong conviction, yes. Um, more evidence to build his faith. Mm-hmm. What is very interesting is uh, Peter, in one of his letters, says that I was there on the Mount of Transfiguration. I was an eyewitness. But there is something that is even stronger than being an eyewitness, and that is the assurance given by the prophetic word in the Bible. Yeah. Especially when something was prophesied, and we're going to go to the Gospel of Matthew, which emphasizes the prophecies about Messiah, uh, as well as when this account is written later, after it was preached for a while, that gives an, a different layer, a, a so, more solid foundation that leads to assurance, to certainty. Can we actually ask the four questions with this passage? I mean, it doesn't mention Jesus' name. Can we, you know, those four questions that we went through, can we do that here? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So the first question is, what what do we learn about Jesus? Well, it seems that uh, Jesus is already part of these people's lives. Jesus had a tremendous impact on who they were, on, on, on the purpose of their lives and the direction of, of their ministry. And now they wanted to have an orderly account, a chronological a timeline of all the events related to Jesus Christ. So their faith in Jesus will become stronger, will, will grow deeper roots and when the winds blow when the rain comes the foundation will stay there well let me ask you this question what were you doing may 3rd 2013 well uh, i don't know that might not have been a significant event in my life yeah and and there's so many days in my life where if you ask me about those days, what happened, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just went through. and But I remember what happened uh, on that morning on September 11, 2001. Because it was a significant event. Exactly. And so Jesus created significant events in people's lives. Mm-hmm. So much so that they're the ones remembering these and sharing these stories later on to Luke. And, and I think that's... Uh, what jumps out at me to this. I I wonder if anyone had an encounter with Jesus and didn't remember it. Mm -hmm. It'd be hard to imagine that 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 happened, Um, that people, as they came into his midst, remembered. So um, you want to say that this written account of the life of Jesus Christ called the Gospel might have an impact not only on those who have not been eyewitnesses, but also on those who are still living and have been there from the beginning. And that is a way to trigger those repetitive stories in their mind to, to bring reassurance, to emphasize the, the reality of the first uh, experience. Yeah, I think that's valid, but I, I think more what I'm trying to say is that, that when Jesus has interactions with us, they're memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we, 
that we tend to remember them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a what what do we learn about Jesus? And I, and I think yeah, mine's more of a stretch, but looking at um, reading this passage, that's what jumped out at me this time. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to mention something that is also indirect, and that is the name of the person to whom the Gospel of Luke is being addressed. His mm-hmm. name is Theophilus. The fact that in front of his name is uh, that title, Most Excellent, uh, it means that uh, he was an official, like a government official, like governor. Uh, we have a couple of times in the book of Acts, uh, written by the same Luke, when governors are addressed exactly with this title, mm-hmm. Most Excellent. But also, because we don't know too much about this name, he might have been a generic Christian because the name Theophilus, it's a compound a name in Greek. Theos means God and Philus is love. So these are lovers of God, people who really love God. And they might be addressed with this uh, very nice title, most excellent, because everyone who loves God, everyone who would like to learn more about God, about his son, Jesus Christ, to understand his life and ministry and purpose. That person is a most excellent Theophilus. That can be you and me and everyone who listens. So we can all say we're Theophilus Mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, That's awesome. So the second question we ask when we read the gospel is, what is Jesus telling us? Or what is this this message, this passage telling us? Well, it's telling us that uh, these events have been fulfilled among us. We have been either eyewitnesses or we heard it from an eyewitness or from a researcher like Luke, and we we react to those events. Mm-hmm. We have to respond because this is just the introduction. The main theme is God's love for us who made him give his only son to die for us because we are going to, to get there. Uh, because of that, we have to respond to gospel's invitation, gospel's call. Yeah. I think for me, as I, I read this these four verses, um, I think back to my archaeology classes uh, in college and my professor drilling into our heads that you can't prove anything. You know, archaeology does not prove the Bible. It gives evidence to the validity of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that we can't prove, um, I can't prove to you God exists. I can show a ton of evidence and I fully believe God exists, but beyond a shadow of a doubt, I can't prove that to someone else. Um, And so Luke here is writing these things down so that we may know the certainty. Um, You know, he's giving us more evidence. Um, So what is he telling us? He's giving us a greater certainty Mm -hmm. in God and in Jesus Christ. And this is not just religious talk that we can't prove religion. I mean, look at any anything in the world. Um, try to prove something, and that's when you get into philosophy and and existence and all those wonderful ideas. Yeah, that that Luke is giving us 
uh, the certainty that we can be sure. So the third question we ask, what are we going to do about it? So our time together today, what has reading the prologue called us to do? The way Luke introduced his gospel shows that uh, this book is not an emotional account. It is a diligent research behind it. It is going to eyewitnesses. We'll see that later in the conversation with Mary and Joseph. So this certainty is real. Uh, it is uh, based on historical facts. Mm -hmm. And uh, what do I do about that? I mean, I have to consider it. And if I find everything as being trustworthy, I will, uh, I will trust it. Yeah, I, I think for me, um, it comes to the investigator in me. Mm -hmm. um, reading this, what am I going to do about it? I'm going to do my own investigation. Yeah. You know, I'm going to dig more and study more myself. Uh, Luke was not there to experience a lot of the events that he wrote about, but he was diligent in his research and his sources. He found the information. And although there aren't any alive from the life of Jesus today, we have his writings and not only do we have his writings, we have archaeology as well that, mm -hmm. that illuminates the Bible. And so I can do my diligence to study the Bible mm -hmm. to increase not only my certainty, but the certainty of those around me. Mm -hmm. And those two categories are related. Mm -hmm. When Luke is establishing this fact with a purpose to build certainty for Theophilus, that means he already experienced that level of certainty. Exactly. So in the same way, if we build our own certainty, uh, our sharing the gospel with other people would be natural, um, would um, not uh, have many introductory words, you know, maybe, uh, who knows, and so on. Mm -hmm. And how can we share this with others is the last thing. And I think that's just it, that as we study the Word of God, when we find something new, something exciting, um, maybe just not exciting, just information, um, we do, we are tasked with sharing. Mm -hmm. um, God tells us to share. And so find ways that you can share what you read, what you understand with other people, mm -hmm. even if it uh, affects decisions that you make. Mm -hmm. Let's pray. Father, I am so thankful that Luke took the time to investigate, to do the research, to talk to eyewitnesses, and to write down this account that will help us increase our faith and our knowledge and our certainty that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he came to save us and that he will come again. Father, I pray that we will find ways we can share this with other people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.